Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button. It means a ton. It means a lot. Hit that bell. Get all my YouTube notifications. It means a ton. And also, folks, if you're listening to this in the podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Breaker, like, comment, uh, you know, subscribe, share. Helps me grow the channel. On the road to 4,000 subscribers, we're almost there. Um, but, folks, today we're going to go over the uh, Horns Corner Game recap, Texas versus Iowa State. It just happened this past Saturday, and we're going to go over some of the stats with the NCN metrics. Um, yeah, Texas had a had a, had a a close win, a very gritty win, um, a very challenging win, uh, a, a very hard-fought game against Iowa State. Uh, you know, Iowa State is the top defense here in the Big 12. But Texas comes out with the win, uh, victorious 24-21. to 21. But prior to that, folks, let's get into our sponsors. So, folks, our first sponsor is BetUS.com. Go to BetUS.com, get 125% sign-up bonus using the code Nino's Corner. Again, at BetUS.com. It's free money, folks, 125% sign-up bonus. Next sponsor, folks, is going to be Manscaped. Go to Manscaped.com. Uh, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code Nino's Corner. Again, at manscaped.com, 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Hey, folks, today we want to talk exactly about just um, how Texas did against this Iowa State defense. Uh, Iowa State has the top defense in the Big 12. Um, some things that can be, you know, actually cleaned up for the uh, Texas side of the house going into, you know, Stillwater next week um, to play Oklahoma State. Um, but, yeah, we got a lot of things to clean up, but it's easier to correct things after a win. You don't want to get told what you've been doing wrong after a loss. Texas got a win here. Um, so, hey, let's be proud of the win. Let's be proud of these guys. They had a hell of a game here. Um, and let's just break down some of the stats, folks. All right, folks, here we go. And we are back. Let's talk about exactly um, how the game went from an offense and a defensive standpoint. And let's just take a look and see exactly how this team did. So if we're looking at Texas, um, Texas had 69 total plays to Iowa State's 63 total plays, folks. And take a look at this um, very even game. I think Texas won the time of possession here by about three minutes here in this game. Um, but they were uh, a pretty run heavy team this game out of those 69 plays. I got 41 of them were running plays. If you go look at the stat sheet, it's probably going to say 43 from the official stat sheet because we did have two kneels, but I didn't count these in the numbers. So Texas ran the ball, you know, roughly around 59% of the time, passed the ball 26 times uh, for around 38% of the time here for passing. Um, you know, it was the exact opposite here for you know, Iowa State. Iowa State tried to run the ball. Uh, you know, they had 63 plays, ran the ball 26 times. Texas defense did an outstanding job of stopping Iowa State. Um, and they passed the ball 37 times. And I got to give their quarterback, man, this was Nick Deckers. I mean, he he looked pretty good against Texas. Uh, very versatile kid, too. Um, he can run the ball as well. Um, yeah, so 
it looks like Matt Campbell has himself another Brock Purdy kind of guy, but I think he might be just a little bit more talented than Brock Purdy. Um, folks, if you go down to the SP, so this is the SP run, folks, you guys know what SP stands for. If you rock with this channel, that is uh, successful plays. And so for the run game and the passing game in a total. Um, so out of the 69 total plays that Texas ran, 35 of them were successful plays, 22 were successful run plays, and 13 of those were successful pass plays. So if we're looking, folks, at the SPR run, the SPR run, Texas was successful almost 54% of the time when they ran the ball. Um, and, and for the passing game, they were successful exactly 50% of the time. They had a, a 50.72, so basically a 51% successful play rate uh, for the totality of the game now if you look at iowa state here for the running game side of the house we know what i you know what iowa state only having five successful run plays for for an spr in the running game of 19.23 percent folks so they were only successful running the ball uh once every five runs or, or actually a little less than once every five runs they were you know they were successful passing the ball at around 49 percent of the time so right around 50 percent of the time the same as texas um hutchison is a great wide receiver he, he really proved it today but uh texas forced iowa to basically have to pass the ball and do great things in the air because they again shut the run down like they've been doing all season long and texas has been getting pressure um with their front four, with Coburn, with Sweat, with Byron Murphy, Ojimo, Broughton, Alfred Collins, um, also Ovia Gofu. They have been getting a lot of pressure um, with just their, their actual front four, Baron Sorrell as well. They, you know, they haven't had to, you know, quote unquote, bring in pressure and blitz a lot to, to stop the run. They've been able to stop that run with their front four, and it's been, it's been able to allow them to drop men in coverage and do great things and get interceptions and get – you know, um, you know, actually swarm to the ball once once folks catch the ball. Getting to those passing numbers, though, um, I haven't checked to see exactly how well they did or how not so good they did after Ryan Watts went out. But Ryan Watts was having a pretty damn good game prior to him getting that uh, that uh, stinger. And so I think I'm going to go back and look at the metrics pre-Watts uh, injury and post-Watts injury to see exactly how successful this team was because I thought that when Ryan Watts was in, Texas had a pretty good handle on this game when it came to the passing game. Now, folks, if we look at uh, the NCN number, folks, so the NCN is, is the Nino's corner number, tracks the, effect, the effectiveness and the efficiency of an offense and a defense. Texas's offense was very effective offense, around 60 points. The average for, you know, for NCAA is around 45 points. Um, you know, 54 points also for Iowa State. Their passing game was in was in true unison. Uh, so yeah, they had a very good game from the passing side of the house, and, and that's what propelled their number to be so well. For the defense side of the ball, the average is 45 points. Texas was, you know, below average. They allowed too many uh big plays in the passing game. Um, even though they did get in an in interception, um, a few tackles for losses. I think a couple sacks here as well, uh, but they uh, let Iowa State get very efficient there in the second half, and Iowa State honestly had a chance to win that game. Iowa State's defense, though, they allowed too many big big running plays, too many big passing plays. If you go back and look at Quinn Ewers, um, Quinn Ewers had uh, a uh, explosive play completion, one out of every four pass passes so one out of every four completions he had went for 20 yards or more so that means he was getting vertical down the field and he missed a couple of shots um he missed a couple of shots he missed one to casey kane seems like the ball floated a little bit but that 
passes on Quinn. And then Casey Kane just straight up dropped the pass that, that probably would have been a 65 yard touchdown or so. And then also uh, Casey Kane, I think he got uh, thrown to the ground, uh, didn't get up in time. Quinn was expecting to get the ball and he didn't run through the route. That was a wide open pass as well. So they had opportunities that were schemed right to get even more yardage to get even more yards, and they didn't. But Quinn finished the game, I think, with 172 yards passing. One obvious play, just that play that Casey Kane dropped that would have been a touchdown for 65 yards. You're looking at Quinn having another game, 230, 240 yards and four touchdowns. Instead, he had three touchdowns and 172 yards passing this game. Now, folks, if we go and look at the NCN numbers again, uh, we already talked about the NCN numbers. I won't break it down per, per quarter, but for the offense side of the ball, the offense had one penalty. I think that was a holding call on um, – on Hayden Connor, um, which, you know, Hayden's had a couple calls this year, but look, I don't blame him on that. It was a free run straight to the quarterback. He was defending his quarterback. Hayden's Hayden's just doing his job to keep his guy upright and not in the ground, especially since he already had that uh, sprained shoulder. Hayden's been playing great ball this year, especially in the passing game, man. He's been pass blocking very, very well. Um, Actually got a chance to meet his father at the, uh, at the uh, state fair and we talked for about an hour or so great family, great father. And it seems like Hayden's just a great kid all around um, for the NCN defensive side of the ball. Uh, like we said, we already talked about this 43.4 for the total defensive, uh, you know, uh, uh, the uh, total defensive NCN numbers, uh, Texas had two uh, penalties um, and uh, they had two tackles for loss. And on top of those two tackles for loss, they had one sack and the big one, the big thing, that fumble recovery to basically sealed the game. Anthony Cook coming in there and hitting the quarterback, uh, jarring the ball out, was not a targeting, folks. Shoulder pad to, to the shoulder. Uh, you know, fumble happens. They get the ball, um, and Texas is able to get the ball again and run clock off. And also another big interception interception um, by none other than um, uh, who's Jalen Ford. Yeah, yeah so Jalen Ford had a uh, – a interception in the end zone. And that was, uh, I think, a game-changing play there because uh, Iowa State was on the verge, I think, of going up 14 and nothing there. So Jalen Ford gets that interception. Texas drives down, gets that touchdown, and winning the game eventually. So, folks, you guys know I love to track um, third-down metrics, um, personnel packages. Uh, so if I take a look at the third-down metrics here, third and short. Third and short, um, Texas – had four third and shorts. They were successful on those third and shorts three out of four times. So a 75% successful play rate on third and shorts, right? Um, for a third and longs. Now, this is where we, we've kind of had problems this year. Texas third and longs had eight third and longs. They were successful on two of those. So a 25% success rate. That's That's got to get better. That's got to get better, um, you know. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, that, that that has to get better. But from a defensive standpoint, it's something that we got to stop. Third and longs for Iowa State. They had 10 third and longs. They were successful seven out of those 10 times, a 70% third and long um, success rate for the opponent. And I think for the season, Texas has not been that good, but we'll take a look at that in a minute. Um, and third and shorts, third and shorts, folks, uh, they had two and they were successful one time, you know, for Iowa State. But as a, as a, as a total, uh, third downs, uh, Iowa State had 15 third downs. They were successful on nine of those, so 60% um, success rate on third downs compared to Texas, 13 third downs, successful on six of those for 46% uh, success rate on third downs. Now, folks, if we take a look at the personnel packages, um, so Texas personnel packages, folks, uh, the formations, Texas used nine different you know, packages, folks. They use empty, 
They used, um, you know, empty is just all wide receivers or a combination of wide receivers and tight ends that are flexed out um, and no tailbacks, right? And so basically, if there is a tailback, if there is a B. John Robinson or or a Rojo or Brooks, those guys are, are splitting out as wide receivers. So empty formation, nobody in the backfield with Quinn. 10 personnel, one running back, no tight ends. 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end. 12, one running back, two tight ends, folks. 22 running backs, no tight ends. 21, um, two running backs, one tight end. 22 personnel was Texas used at one time this game. Uh, two running backs, two tight ends. 23, they didn't use it this, this time. And uh, 30 personnel is three running backs in the backfield. Sometimes they use it as a diamond. Um, or sometimes they, they actually run the wildcat out of that. In jumbo, so this is the jumbo 12 personnel package is where they have one running back, two tight ends, but a second tight end is offensive lineman Andre Carrick, and he wears number 92 during those formations. Um, so if we go take a look at these successful play rates, the most used plays um, in, in, in packages today came out of uh, 11 personnel. They had 24 plays in 11, 24 in 12, and out of those 12 uh 12 uh, yeah out of those 12 personal packages 14 of those um 24 packages so over half of them were from the jumbo personnel package and we're just going to see how successful things were so looking at our our uh, big uh, packages right um 11 personnel they were successful 10 out of those 24 plays um they were successful six out of the 14 run plays so 43 percent and out of the passing plays they were only successful four four folks out of those 10 passing plays. So at uh, 40%, right? So a total of 42%. Now the most successful uh, formation when it comes to running and passing the ball for this game was 12 personnel package where there's just straight up 12 with having Gunnar Helm and JT Sanders at tight end or the jumbo 12 with having Sanders and Andre Carrick as a tight end. But out of the 12 personnel package as a totality, including the jumbo package, 24 plays, 16 successful plays, folks. Um, 12 out of the 17 run plays were successful, so 71% successful run play rate. And out of the passing plays, they had 7 out of 12 personnel, and they were 4 out of 7 successful folks. 67% as, I'm sorry, 57% successful player for the passing game. So a total uh, SPR rate, 67% for the totality of, of, of the 12 personnel package. Now, folks, go to the jumbo package. Uh, with JT Sanders, Andre Carrick, and a combination of either Rojo or Bijan Robinson at tailback. And they were successful six out of the 10 times that they ran the ball, so 60% SP run rate. And they were successful uh, from the passing side of the house, two out of the four, so a 50% rate. And so a total out of the jumbo package, 57% successful play rate. Um, one package that I thought was very intriguing um, was the – I like the 21 personnel package. So out of the 21 personnel package, we had eight plays. Um, we were successful 50% of the time, but three out of those six run plays we were successful at. So we've been pretty good throughout the entirety of the season, two out of 21 personnel, and i get into that in a minute. But if you go look at Iowa State, Iowa State ran the majority of their plays, folks, out of 11 personnel, 32 total plays. They're only successful 11 plays, folks, out of those. So a successful play rate, 34% for the totality. The the uh, passing plays. Let's see, they were they were successful forty nine percent when it comes to passing the ball, but they were successful only nineteen percent of the time, folks. When they ran the ball, 
Um, I think their most successful was 20, but it wasn't like a lot of um, a lot of plays that came out of there. They actually ran the ball the most out of 11 personnel and 12 personnel. And uh, yeah, they ran it 19 times. They were only successful four times out of those 19 plays. Uh, so yeah, Iowa State, the running game was stopped. Our defense did a great thing against their, their actual running game there. And you got to commend our guys for doing their thing. Now, folks, if you go take a look at – I want to take a look at – let's see. Let's take a look at the finals. All right, so for the season, for, for the 2022 season, where has Texas been the most successful at? So far, folks, we've run, no kidding, 163 plays in 11 personnel, 163 in uh, 12 personnel. And we have been the most successful as a as a whole in uh, 11 and 12 personnel, 50% total as a whole, right? But out of 23 personnel, folks, so two running backs, three tight ends. Well, now, let's go 30. This is like the Wildcat and also some of the jumbo packages when it comes to having Bijan and maybe sometimes they put in Byron Murphy and, and Coburn as your, as your uh, fullbacks. They only ran those those a total of seven plays. They've been successful six out of those seven times. But I made a I made a joke with Steven and a bunch of other guys, 40 acres landlord, about the jumbo you know package. We didn't do too well like in one game. And so I was like, get rid of it. But nah, you know, stats say don't get rid of it. 73 total plays so far this year. Um, they've been successful 38% of the time at a clip of 52%. It is by far, I think, their most you know, successful package with 70 plays or more. So with at least 10 plays each game so far um, out of the running game, they've been successful 50% of the time, but out of the passing game, they are tied for first um, with 70 or more plays at 57% successful play rate. And that is because they're able to have the extra offensive lineman um, carry come in and he's, and he's basically blocking, you know, so he's basically blocking as a, as a extra offensive line, keeping the pressure off Quinn or Hudson Carr who played this season. Now from the defensive side of the ball, our defense has only been allowing um, a successful play rate in the run game, 32%, which is great, which is great. And in the passing game, 42%. So, hey, our defense is doing their thing. Got to love what they're doing, folks. All right, so let's take a look at um, the Nino's Corner site, and we're in, let's go through some of the players and just see exactly what some of our guys are doing here. So, folks, if we go take a look at the Nino's Corner uh, Sports.com website, we're going to take a look and see exactly what our guys are doing and how successful these guys are from the running back side of the house. Now, first off, let's start quarterbacks. All right, so Quinn Ewers, folks, if we go take a look at this game. So Quinn, um, for Iowa State, 17 out of 25 um, for the attempts, folks. I got 172 yards. His yards per completion um, is the lowest he's had so far this year at, at uh, 10.12 yards per completion. But I think a lot of them tell you, folks, that drop pass by by Casey Kane was going to blow that number out of the water. They're probably looking at something to 130-something yards on 18 completions. And you're looking at Quinn having a hell of a, um, you know, basically stat line. So um, his yards per attempt, again, were the lowest for the season. But he had three touchdowns. Um, so his touchdowns per completion were the second highest here for the season at 18%. Um, he had no interceptions this game, which is great. And he had four explosive plays, folks. So even though, even though Quinn 
didn't have the game that he would have liked to have. This is the second most explosive passing plays, meaning passes that were 20 yards or more that he's had over the entire season. Um, the previous game against Oklahoma, he had the most five explosive plays right here, um, you know, for, uh, you know, the entirety of the game. Against Iowa State, he had four explosive plays, folks, so a rate of 23.5% explosive play per completion. So, folks, that's almost one out of every four completions was a pass that was 20 yards or more. Got to love it. Um, when it comes to these successful pass plays, he had 13 successful pass plays, uh, third best for the season. Um, but the second largest clip, well, actually, it's the third largest clip. You know, so the first clip was against ULM, 93.75, you know, successful play per completion. They, the second, well, the, the, Second game was his highest one at 100% against Alabama. He was cooking in that first quarter, folks. He had nine successful passes <laughs> out of nine completions. All of them were, were successful in nature. But 76.47 for this game. So it's actually the third highest, second lowest for, for his season. Um, but, yeah, Quinn is having a hell of a season. We're going to see exactly what he does against Iowa State. Well, I'm, no, I'm sorry, against Oklahoma State here for the next game. But for the season, folks, we're looking at, at, at Quinn. And, and, folks, these are rough metrics, around, around 812 yards starting four games so far this year, uh, 12.89 yards per completion, nine touchdowns, two picks, folks. Um, he's having a hell of a season. 18, I'm sorry, 14 explosive plays in the passing game, so a clip of 22.2. So that's almost one out of every four completions, folks, for the season is an explosive play, play of 20 yards or more. And 53 successful passing plays um, per completions, guys. It's 84%. Every, every, almost. Think about this, folks. 84% of his completions are successful, meaning that they are plays that are going in positive direction to get a first down. And it's not just plays that are going positive. It's, there's a certain percentage. So on first down, I need at least half the yardage. To get a first down on second down, I need at least 70% of the yardage to get a first down. And on third down, I need 100% of the yardage. Or in fourth down, I need all the yardage to as well. So he's meeting those metrics 84% of the time. So, you know, folks, you got to love it. And he's almost at 57% uh, SP rate per attempt, not per completion, per attempt, which is really good as well. So that's Quinn. That's exactly the game that he had here. Let's go to the running back side of the house. Let's focus on our two studs here. Uh, let's start with Roshan today. Roshan, you guys know he's my guy. Um, I met his brother here against OU. Really, really good dude, man. Uh, really good dude. We've been talking back and forth, too, on Twitter. But uh, he's a member of 587 Fraternity Incorporated, Blue Fire. Shout out to his brother, Mandorian. So, um, but, yeah, Roshan against Iowa State, folks. NCN rushing number 64.12. Roshan's been balling out this year, folks. He's been balling. Um, 64.12 NCAA average, folks, is um, 45 points. Um, so, you know, take a look at that. The passing game, minus 3.59. I think he had a negative, uh, you know, play when it came to passing. But we got Roshan here to rush the ball. He's a dog. 11 carries, 71 yards. Again, 6.45 yards to carry. So six and a half yards to carry, folks. Five first downs on those on, on those 11 attempts. So um, nearly every other play that he runs the ball is a first down. Uh, one explosive play rushing, so almost 10% there. Um, and seven successful plays out of those 11 rushing attempts. 64% successful play per attempt, right, which is great. Um, and he had that one catch, and I have it. No, I'm sorry. He had one target and no catches. Um, so, you know, yeah, so that's why it's number dip. 
but it's fine. We don't have Roshan here to catch the ball. I mean, he's really good at it. Roshan is a hell of a uh, pass protector and a hell of a downhill runner, and he's going to be a really good pro here next year when he goes to the league. Uh, next guy that I, I want to talk about is Bijan. Bijan Mustardson. Bijan Robinson, man. Uh, look, folks, you got to love Bijan, best running back in the country. Against Iowa State, NCN number was 50.06. Um, average score, like I said, folks, was 45 points here for NCAA. But in the passing game, he was really good as well. 68 points for NCN receiving. Uh, so Bijan had 28 attempts, folks, for 135 yards. We rode Bijan hard this game. 28 rushing attempts to most that he's had all season. Um, he had four uh, catches. So Bijan had 32 touches this game. He only averaged a little less than five yards per attempt, but we needed every yard. We needed every yard. Um, rode him hard, and we understand that we had to feed him to you know you know to basically win this game. He had seven first downs out of those 28 attempts. So you know so 25% first down per attempt rate. You want that number to be around 33%. Um, but look, we got him where we got him. It was what it was. Bijan had a good game. It's a game that he needed to have, and we needed to grind this game out. Um, Bijan also had only had one explosive play. That's something that I think we got to see a little bit more out of Bijan is, is just seeing some explosive plays out of him a little bit more, especially those top-tier running backs. But, look, it's hard to complain about. I mean, that's the only nitpick you have of Bijan is, you know, can he, you know, break more runs of 15 yards? But if Bijan's giving me a steady – five six seven yards a clip i'm fine with it i'm fine with it run the clock um successful plays folks 15 successful plays out of those 28 rushing attempts so 54 percent sp rate per attempt no fumbles this game four targets four receptions uh for 100 catch percentage 36 yards folks um and three first downs in those four um attempts and he how many yards did he have, did, did he have? Oh, he had one explosive play when it comes to receiving the ball. So, you know, so 20 yards or more. And three successful plays when it comes to catching the ball. And yards to the act, 17 yards to the act. So, uh, when you take a look at that, folks, uh, 17 out of his, how many yards to say, 36. Almost half his yards came out the yards after contact. So, we all understand. Bijan's that guy, folks. We love Bijan. He is that dude. Next guy on the list that we're going to talk about, let's talk about our wide receivers, and let's just go let's look at the wide receivers. Well, first, how about tight ends? Tight ends didn't really do too much this game. The guy that we're going to focus on here is going to be Sanders. JT Sanders didn't have the best game. Um, five, you know, five targets, three receptions, 37 yards, 16.11 NCN uh, number, and, and it's so low this game because he had a drop. He had a drop. It was It was a pass that went straight to him. And he dropped the ball there in the flats, um, you know, and had an, an opportunity to get a couple yards during that play. But he had a clear drop, and that's why the number uh, is is so low. I think minus that drop, I think that brings it up to, I think, low 40s or so. But he had, a, you know, just a pretty average game from the receiving side of the house. But go take a look, folks, on the first downs. Out of those three catches, folks, two of them were first downs, which is great. Um, caught the ball very well, especially on the sideline this game. Um, first downs. There we go. We talked about that. No touchdowns this game. Uh, no explosive plays this game either. Uh, but all three of his catches were successful plays. We did have that one drop, and that's what got his number down to a 16.1. No other uh, tight ends had really any stats this game, so I won't focus on the tight ends too much. Let's go to the wide receivers, and we're going to talk about uh, Jordan Whittington, Xavier Worthy, and uh, we'll talk about Casey Kane. Okay, so let's talk about Jordan Whittington first. Jordan Whittington against Iowa State, folks. 
133.67, outstanding game. Two targets, two receptions, 27 yards, uh, 13.5 yards per catch. Both catches were for first downs. He had a touchdown this game, his first touchdown of the season as well. Um, 100% first down per reception. Um, a TD, so look, half his catches were for touchdowns, even though a small sample size. And the other catch that wasn't a touchdown wasn't an explosive play. It was a play of 20 yards or more. And both catches were successful plays, no drops, and 24 yards a yak. Man, Jordan Whittington's having a great game. Man, I just absolutely love Jordan Whittington and what he does for his team. I'm so happy that he's healthy. He's healthy. And for the season, folks, 67 points, 67.22 NCM receiving, you know, metric. Um, he's having a great season, folks. I expect him to probably have around 700 yards by that by the end of the season. And it's going to be great just to see what he's doing. I, I love what Jordan's doing. Next guy on the list, folks, is Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy. Um, take a look at X-Man. This game, 65.79. We're starting to see X kind of hit his stride now. He did it against West Virginia. You know, he started to get against Texas Tech. West Virginia, he opened it up. Oklahoma, opened it up. And then against Iowa State, opened it up again. Ten targets, eight receptions, 72 yards. Um, not the biggest yards per reception, only nine yards per reception. However, however, five of those eight receptions were for first downs. Um, two touchdowns, folks. Awesome. Hey, if you're not catching long balls, you're catching touchdowns. Um, two explosive plays outside of those two touchdowns. Five out of those eight catches were successful plays. No drops. And, and he only had 11 yards of yak. So, that, so, folks, that tells you that X-Man was getting balls that were right. There. I mean, he, they were like perfect catches right there on the sideline or touchdowns. And that's what you want, folks. Um, so, yeah, X-Man had a hell of a game. He had a hell of a game. So, can't knock X-Man. The guy that I'm going to talk about next is going to be Casey Kane. Not the best game for Casey Kane. Had a drop. Um, no receptions, I think, this game. So three targets, no receptions. He has a minus 38.13 for this game because he had that drop. Um, but Casey Kane, look, we understand Casey Kane is going to have better days here in the future. Um, I'm a fan of Casey Kane. I, look, he, you know, he's a good player, uh, you know, big body receiver. Sometimes you have good games. Sometimes you have off games. This is an off game for Casey Kane. But guess what? It's a teaching moment for him and the team because we won. We won the game. It's better to have teaching moments after a win. Uh, but, folks, that's the metrics. That's the NCN numbers. That is um, just the stats for the entire game. Glad you guys rocked out with me here uh, for this uh, this post-game recap. Um, I'm going to end this podcast like I end all my podcasts. Um, look, do you folks, don't be afraid to feel like growing your environment. Understand your brilliance. And I think on that point, Nino's corner him out. Hook him all day long. Horns always up. And beat Oklahoma State in Stillwater this weekend.